Hi everybody, I'm Ness Hughes, the Assistant Pastor at St Andrews Roseville and I am taking us through day three of the daily devotionals uh, from the book of Ecclesiastes. This is day three of five. And just by way of summarising where we're at so far, I thought I'd read uh, Ecclesiastes 2 verse 14 which says, The wise have eyes in their heads while the fool walks in the darkness. But I came to realise that the same fate overtakes them both. And so this is the dilemma of the teacher, the wise one who is the author of this book, um, who's exploring how to find meaning in life when misfortune seems to be random and success or failure seems to be haphazard. Um, and so he has a look at all of the activities under the sun and uh, concludes that it's meaningless, meaningless. But then we took a turn, didn't we, in chapter 3 yesterday? And everything under heaven was perfect in its time, made beautiful in its time. And we had a look at that uh, verse that talks about eternity being set on our hearts. And that's why um, there's a frustrated experience on earth, because actually our desires are formed uh, to be in heaven, where those things are all set right. So today we're going to... Um, finish uh, the last sort of point of what I'm going to say, which I'm going to do over three days. Um, so then what? So the perspective shifts from under the sun to under heaven. Everything is good under God. Um, so then what? What do we do? Because uh, this um, book, which is Wisdom Literature, does certainly have um, some wise advice for living the godly life with that reality. So I'm going to um, make three points over each of the next three days. The first one is Abandon your pride and accept the limitations of uh, humanity on earth. Doesn't sound too upbeat, but it's handy. Day two, enjoy life. Be grateful for God's blessings um, and care for those who are in need or oppressed. There's a big theme of justice in this book. And the last one is revere and worship God. There's nothing better than to um, fear the Lord. And I'll explain that on our final day together. But today, abandon your pride and accept limitations. I'm going to read from chapter five and I'm gonna skim through some of chapter five. Chapter five, verse two says in the second half, God is in heaven and you are on earth. And so this is an important realization for us, I think, we can be fooled into thinking that um, we are really, really important and we're important to God. We're loved and purposed um, by God, but we can overestimate our um, position here on earth. And this is about reordering that. One uh, lesson I heard somebody preach on this particular topic, they said, Life is full of good things, but we expect eternal meaning from them. So things like um, a steady career, uh, even a career that you like, using your skills. Um, maybe they're meaningful relationships like um, a best friend or a marriage or um, having children. Maybe it's establishing a great home um, or any of these things that are really, really good things. And the mistake is actually trying to draw out of those good things eternal meaning. They can't offer them. Actually, only uh, an eternal relationship with our Heavenly Father will bring about that eternal satisfaction. And so it's not about um, diminishing these good things to nothing, but it's about actually accepting the limitations they have to offer us in our lives. 
God is in heaven, you are on earth. And so our um, eternal desires for meaning and purpose are good, but they're well placed when they're found in our relationship with God. Now with that, Ecclesiastes has a lot of practical teaching when it comes to specifically money and wealth, because I think that's a a place where um, we forget the limitations of earthly things. And so I'm going to read some of that to you quickly now. Uh, 5, 10 and 11. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to their owners except to feast their eyes on them? I don't think I need to explain too much about how materialism is a false economy, a false good. Um, of course, some basic needs um, are important to everybody, but this is talking about wealth and abundance and that over and above that which meets our, ba our basic daily needs. Jim Carrey, you know that famous comedian um, actor, Dumb and Dumber, and all the movies that I'm sure we've all watched, very highbrow, um, he famously says this, I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything they've ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. I think uh, these wealths and um, successes that we can have on earth, accumulating stuff, um, is meaningless, meaningless. It has a limitation in terms of how it can make us happy. Uh, let me read on in, in chapter 5. Uh, this is from verse 13. I've seen a grievous evil under the sun, wealth hoarded to the harm of its owners, or wealth lost through some misfortune, so that when they have children, there's nothing left for them to inherit. Everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, and as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing for their toil that they can carry in their hands. This too is a grievous evil. As everyone comes, so they depart, and what do they gain? since they toil for the wind. All their days they eat in darkness with great frustration, affliction and anger. And so I just want to finish uh, today by um, reiterating the point. We need to abandon our pride, remember who we are, the order of things, and to accept the limitations actually of what our earthly things have to offer. Um, that's not new news to us, but I think uh, just that wise advice, are we looking for eternal meaning out of things that are earthly things? Um, that will be a chasing after the wind, and that, that's what Ecclesiastes is teaching us. Even actually a search for immortality in trying to leave um, a fortune to our children, which might sound like a really honourable thing to do, um, even Ecclesiastes uh, addresses that and says that too is a chasing after the wind. It's actually a search for immortality in the wrong place. Uh, that sense of wanting to leave a legacy and something worthwhile behind. Even that's a false, um, a false economy. So I leave that with you. I'm going to finish by reading 6.12, which brings it together. For who knows what is good for a person in life during the few and meaningless days they pass through like a shadow? Who can tell them what will happen under the sun after they are gone? And so that's our first bit of advice. Since we um, get the proper order and perspective in place, um, the first thing we do in terms of our good earthly living is to um, abandon our pride and accept our limitations. There's better news tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow.